0: to Happy Hour with Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. Yeah, hi! Hello! <laughs> We're going to be talking about all things work-related here with you today. Work, 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 work. Baby, can you work, 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 work?
1: <laughs> is that good? We just lost a thousand
0: listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we never had a thousand listeners, Penny. <laughs> I
1: know. Um, I'm okay, feeling the... optimistic. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, the point is, we both work in uh, a cool company. We're both
1: Good at our job, great even. Great.
0: We should definitely change that to great.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: But the point is that we're not CEOs or millionaires. Nothing we, like it. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> we haven't won awards, uh, for anything. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Yet. We should say that. yet. Yeah. But we are successful. We're driven. We are both super passionate about career growth. Um. You know, job satisfaction and that kind of stuff. So mm. we thought we'd. Talk to y'all about that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we want to share, share our feelings. Yeah, so in this podcast we're going to
0: um, chat with you guys but also accept really cool um, questions
1: from our listeners. Yeah. And we're going to uh,
0: talk about them. Yeah.
1: Should we tell them that this week is the week that we actually have our first real letters? We have actual <laughs> real letters from people. We've been making them up until now. Yeah. Um, but they were based on very real problems. But this week we actually have... Some listeners writing in and sharing their problems, and we are going to solve them. Yeah, I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, because we, yeah. we have not fabricated these at all. So yeah, cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> um, I also am very excited about the fact that we are going to be talking about money.
1: Mm, money, money, money. Money is so important. Um, it's very important to have a stable financial future. Yes. Especially if you're a woman, because you're going to live for longer <laughs> and you're probably you're gonna you might have a baby, which means you have less uh, retirement savings. So you got to get is, it now.
0: This is so true. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for men, well. You also should
1: be paid well. You lucky fuckers. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. You lucky bastards. But let's 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 play around a bit <laughs> before we start answering the question. But of
0: course, Penny, yeah. how do you feel about your pay? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> oh fuck. Oh geez. Mm. No, um, I would actually. That would maybe be a cool place to start, though. Like, um how when you're looking for a job how important is the salary to you
1: oh definitely important yeah <laughs> full stop i mean for me it is
0: um quite important but there is this sort of like uh this this number mm. that is different in every country you live in which basically they say once you get this salary basically you don't really need to concern yourself too you know too yeah. much with money so yeah. once you kind of reach that point but of course that takes years of working yeah. in the workforce to get there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but it, I, the thing is, what really bothers me about um, just salary in general is when I was in university, I worked at a restaurant mm-hmm. at, in Canada. So mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. working for the North American tips system Gee, and yes. I was making bank, pen <laughs> dog. I was taking home real cash mm. and like in a big way. I was making, it's hilarious. Like, I was making almost
1: like the same amount that like an engineer would be making it it was mental yeah Yeah. i mean like i had that it's an interesting question because i've definitely worked for money before yeah in in terms of like i've put up with deep misery stress right um and unenjoyment for the purpose of getting a larger paycheck um and that was a, a job in my recent history and now i earn less because i live in a country where the salaries are lower. Yeah. Um, which is just unfortunate, but, um, I'm much happier. And I just think that it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like you've got to focus on quality of life now, as opposed to like, Oh, well, when I get to this milestone in my finances, then I'll be happy. Then I can take my foot off the pedal or, you know, some people want to retire at 35. What do you do after that?
0: Absolutely. That's Paint to
1: your nails.
0: I've literally had this conversation very recently with mm. someone quite close to me, and mm. I, I said, like, what is your, like, you know, he's talking a lot about financial freedom mm. and like building himself to a certain point where he doesn't have to worry about money anymore. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, does that, w- like, w- like that was my question. What would you do mm. then? Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I like people say, oh, I'd travel or I'd do this and that, and it's really like. It's a question to ask yourself, yeah, you know, like also like don't
1: have to worry about money. Like where's the tension in your life then? <laughs> if you don't have to. No, but seriously, yeah, like yeah. if there's no sort of it's it's like a book or a movie. If there's no tension, there's nothing. There's just boring. So true. Yeah. So, so I think like people have a little bit of an unrealistic expectation of like, um, you know, how calm and chill life is supposed to be and how happy it's supposed to be. It's like, no, no, no. You, there's is, never, go, there's always going to be drama. Totally, you just got to accept it.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the best part Ooh. is the struggle.
1: You know, the and like getting over it. Yeah.
0: Okay, moving on to a new topic. Oh yeah. Uh, more interesting. Uh huh. How has your week been, Penny?
1: Uh. Okay, so I went to therapy last week Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. just because I've had a very stressful life lately mm-hmm. and I just needed to offload onto someone that I'm paying yeah. as opposed yes. to just an unwitting passerby. Yeah. Um, so
0: as someone I've never been to therapy before, mm, um, always
1: wanted to go. Oh, you can. I for know. the small, small cost of 85 euros.
0: 85 euros for one hour. Which
1: is not small at all. It's a real punch in the gut.
0: Yeah, but if you consider the fact that these people are, like, doctors, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I I feel like that's a fair yeah. price. Yeah, I mean, of? like,
1: it's the cost of your mental health. Right, exactly. <laughs> Why wouldn't you invest in that? Yeah, so yeah. um, basically, like, I've been to therapy before. I've done CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is all about, like, reframing the way you think of things as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, so there are all these, like, Thought patterns that you can do. For example, like catastrophizing. That means that um, you think if one thing happens, then it's going to be the absolute worst thing in the whole world, when in fact it's just that one thing. For example, ah. I, I'm not going to meet my deadline. Therefore, my boss is going to find out and yell at me, and therefore he's going to fire me. Right. right? Okay. So that's catastrophizing. So you have to change your way of thinking back to like, I, I'm going to miss this deadline. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it, right. and I'm going to make it better. Yeah, without killing myself. So, uh, killing myself in terms of like, okay, forget yeah, the, beating
0: myself up. Yeah,
1: beating yeah. yourself up. Yeah. Um. So in Germany, that's not so big. They do more Jungian stuff. As in Jungian. Carl Jung. Oh. He's a German bloke.
0: Oh, this is so interesting. It's
1: like proper psychoanalysis. So I actually just did the first episode of <laughs> the first session. So were session. you like talking
0: about your childhood
1: and stuff? Oh, yeah. You talk about all of it. You talk about your family. Sorry, mum.
0: Do they tell you, <laughs> do your they friends, like ask you your boy really friend. specific questions? Mm-hmm. Like... Like, or are they just like letting you speak without them really interrupting? Or are they? So like, yeah,
1: they they definitely op- ask open ended questions and just let you talk and really dig yourself into a hole. <laughs> I feel like I would go like I don't even know where I would oh, where I would take that's it. That's the thing. That, that's the mildly stressful thing. And they do that thing that police do in in uh, interrogation videos where yeah. they just stop and look at you silently. <laughs> And you're like, don't fill the gaps, don't fill the gaps, don't fill the gaps. Oh, but then God. you do. Yeah. Because you're a psychic because
0: well, because you're a huge. no, it's such a natural I'm response. A to fill the gaps. Yeah. 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 When someone stops talking, you like really want it.
1: Yeah. You and I actually sure. said to the guy, like, don't do that interrogation technique on me. I know all about it. And then I just started talking and he was like, But it worked. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh embarrassing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was so, you're going to go back? Uh, yeah, I think I have to.
0: <laughs> you dug yourself into a hole. I'm one of those
1: people that walks into a room and I'm like, basically, I have a great life and I'm fabulous and everything's wonderful. Oh, but then there's this and then there's this and this and this and this. So, yeah. I guess there are actually loads of problems.
0: The thing is, everybody has their stuff. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. And the other thing, the thing that I heard um, being talked about recently, which actually is like, it's, it's kind of relevant to this, but. We are talking about how, like, relationships have changed, like, actual romantic relationships have mm. changed. So, Because I was going to say, well, it's the, mo- you know, in this modern world, mm. you have to, like, deal with so many... Variables. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. So many yeah. variables, so many stimuli. There's, like, all these things going on Um, that, that it, it's understandable that, you know, you need, like, to somehow deal with it, whether it's, like, professionally or you find, you know, different ways of, like, getting therapy. Yeah. But um, we were also talking... I was... Uh, what was it? A podcast. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about relationships, romantic relationships. Mm. And it's like, we live so much longer now that it's like, it's so understandable why people are like putting off getting married and having kids so much further on in life Mm. because it's like, we have so much longer to spend with these people, you know? And it's like, it's also similar to the relationship with yourself. You know, it's like, we are going to be living a long life. Like Mm. we need to like, like like actually invest in sorting our shit out oh yeah and you know?
1: and I do think like I'm a big believer in therapy because I think that once you have a once you're comfortable with yourself and once you're sort of you've got a grip on who you are and how you operate and yeah. you have a bit of I guess just confidence in all of that yeah you can be a better friend to other people you can be a better support to your family you can be a better contributor to the world a yeah. better person yeah. Um, so it's not, a, I don't think it's just about you. It's about what you're able to offer oh, other point. people. Yeah.
0: Great point, Pen. Yeah. I love that.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And what about you, my Birch?
0: Oh gosh. What did I, like, I've had a really nice week. It was kind of busy. I, um, I'm tackling one of my big goals for the year. Oh. Um, I've, I've done the headfirst dive. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm working on basically building an hour of comedy material. Oh my god! Yeah, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, not in the sense of like the actual hour of like you know the the sixty minutes of material, but the idea of like actually building something that I'm like really proud of and that has a message and that people come to it and they leave feeling like I know who she is I know what she stands yeah. for and like I also just a laughed. strong
1: impression exactly yes
0: exactly I don't want to just mash a bunch of my material together ah, yeah 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 I want to do it right so I enrolled myself into Ooh. a comedy workshop um, which was really cool. So I, now Sundays are like completely comedy dedicated. So I have like the workshop for three hours uh, right before I do my show on mm-hmm. Sunday nights, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a nice program actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Warming up to the. Exactly. Yeah. And I got so much nice, like new, fresh
1: material ideas. I'm feeling good about that. That is so yeah. exciting. And yeah. also, so what, how did you go about deciding like what the sort of theme or,
0: you know what I mean? Like,
1: how did you decide so, which direction to go in in terms of the whole hour?
0: Well, here's the thing is I haven't fully decided. Okay, that's all right. But um, I have a lot of thoughts about it, obviously. I um, So a lot of my comedy is like, um, which is really, I mean, I my name is Brittany, mm-hmm. right? It is. And, yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you didn't know that, that's my name. <laughs> um, and uh, it's kind of a funny thing that we may, maybe we just don't realize very often how much our names actually impact the way that we're received
1: by people. It's called nominative determinism. Interesting. Like Anthony Weiner, the yes. guy that was sending dick pics. Yes. Yes, yeah, so anyone who has a name that very much influences who they are, you can say it's nominative determinism. That's fascinating.
0: Isn't it? I love
1: that. I mean, yeah, look I it gotta, up. I
0: got to bring that into, into the into my uh, In the comedy, yeah the comedy show. Um so the funny thing is I didn't really realise how true this was until I moved to Europe mm-hmm. and no one here is named Brittany. No. It's like actually it's the totally same funny. as
1: like no one's called Penny and when I tell them yeah. that I'm called Penny, they're like ah oh!
0: they just think it's <laughs> that's the hilarious. best. Yeah. yeah, they get yeah. really excited. Same with me. They're like well actually they're less excited about my name and more like, Are you serious? <laughs> like you can't be we oh, can't crucial. be serious. Anyway, so a lot of my comedy is kind of like it sort of focuses on this, like, this Britney character, like, trying to, like, you know, like, trying to, like, prove herself in, oh. a, in a real way and, like, you know, taking how people see her and sort of, you Bucking know. With it. Exactly. Oh, I exactly. love that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, like, you know, and I have, I have a lot of material about dating a German. Oh, yeah. A lot.
1: You're. I love that stuff. An obnoxious I amount. I cried laughing the first time I heard the jokes because I could see philip in the audience just yeah. sitting there with a smile on his face and i was like philip she's talking about you you're the german yeah he's like he doesn't even realize it so. no no he does. So so he loves it yeah
0: <laughs> so i have a lot of that kind of stuff so i think it's going to be kind of you know like Brittany, um you know navigating her way through this world of where people don't respect Brittany's.
1: ah uh, yeah and you know? also because you're so um you are the antithesis of Berlin in some ways. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yeah. You hit the nail right on the head
1: there. Oh, so yeah. I think you should, yeah.
0: Yeah, like I, I smile, I'm generally a happy person. You've got really classy highlights. Yes.
1: You wear mascara, you yeah. shower every day. I do. Yeah. I really do. You have a full-time job.
0: Yeah, I have an actual job. Yeah. Yeah, so it is kind of funny that, because that is sort of, where I see the connection, especially doing comedy here, yeah, people are often they get it right Perfect. away. Perfect! Yeah. Oh, I
1: cannot wait to see this show. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I really can't.
0: It's gonna be really cool. Okay, should we dive into some questions, Pam?
1: Oh yeah! God, be a I've even made notes. Oh
0: God, you're so good. Oh yeah. Honestly, this is such a great letter. I actually got it over Instagram direct message. I have a
1: feeling a lot of our letters are going to come in the form of DMs. I think but so that's too. okay.
0: Yeah, uh, this one was really good. Um, and okay, here's how it goes. So, dear Brittany and Penny, I have a question about raises/slash promotions. As every company has a different approach towards this, it's a very blurry area to me. I asked for some case studies from some friends, and their processes all were so different. I'm especially curious when it comes to being proactive to ask for one, when you believe you deserve it, rather than just receiving it passively. I'm always asking myself, is it too soon, or am I asking for too much? Uh, I just have so many questions. Thanks, Tiago.
1: Hi, Tiago. Tiago. That's a great question. I think, um, like, obviously, this is the pay episode, so I'm just going to let you... Think about money. Visualize money. Watch it, like (laughs) eventuating in your wallet.
0: Yeah. And
1: write this shit down, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brittany, do you want to start or?
0: I think you should start us off. (laughs) You're you're really excited about
1: this. I'm so excited! I'm so excited because um, okay, so you asked us about when you might deserve a raise as opposed to just receiving it passively, and so I've got some notes on that. So first of all um have you taken on new responsibilities so you can kind of tick all of these or one of these or two of these and you probably deserve a little to moderate to high raise so you deserve it when you've taken on new responsibilities Mm -hmm. with consistent success so if you've just been given a bunch of responsibilities and you suck at them and you haven't really been performing now's not the time wait until you hit that um, higher performance moment Mm -hmm. um Secondly, if you've been really overperforming, like have you got targets and are you eclipsing them with greatness? Yeah. If so, ask for a raise. Um, if you find that you're below the market rate in terms of what's out there, that um, so a great way to find this out, apart from just asking people, is literally just jumping on a site called payscale.com or glassdoor.com and filling in all the relevant information no problem, really. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so cute. <People> coming. <laughs> um, so they've got loads of information. Make sure you give them all the right details, like where are you located? Yeah. For example, like uh, Berlin, you'll get paid a lot less than you would in New York. Um, and then finally, if you haven't got a pay rise for more than like 18 months to two years, you can definitely ask for one. Definitely,
0: yeah. I think that there's so, like, this is such a... Uh, it really got me as well, like, you know, in the be- beginning of my career. And even still to this day, I find it like, obviously it's an awkward thing asking for a raise, mm-hmm. um, asking even like for a promotion or just even like checking in mm. to be like, I'd like to discuss my salary. or mm. you know, like there's, it's just always a little bit awkward, uh, but it really, it shouldn't be right? right. Like this is all part of having a job. Yeah. Part of like, Discuss, like part of being a manager is also having people approach you about these kinds of things. So you
1: shouldn't feel bad about talking about it. Absolutely not. And also, your boss is expecting it. Yes. Um, it's their job to be in this negotiation process with all of their staff. Absolutely. So they're, they're never going to think, oh, this person is so entitled or whatever. That's, everybody knows why you're there. Everybody yeah. knows that you're there to make money. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so exactly. you don't have to feel awkward about that. Totally. So I think it, like,
0: from the beginning, when you get a job, I mean, I know, Tiago, you already have a job, but if you were to say, um, you know, get a new job at some point in the future, which I'm sure will happen, mm-hmm. um, a really cool thing to establish is, like, what is the frequency that you can expect to have, like, a pay review? Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is kind of a funny thing because, I remember like several times I started new jobs and, you know, the person hiring me was like, and just so you know, like, don't worry. We actually do pay reviews quite frequently and we give, we give rise uh, raises really often. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. And also (laughs) what is really often and what is really free? Like that doesn't make any, like, I want a hard number. Like, is it every six months Mm -hmm. that you look at my salary? Is it every year? Like, cause Mm -hmm. that can be a completely different number depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something you really need to get like, down in writing, as I said. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, like, if you're new to a job and you maybe, say, haven't had that discussion before you started you need to kind of figure out what the system is there. Absolutely. Right? Like yeah. there's different ways that companies do these things. Maybe they do an annual salary review. Yeah. Maybe the reviews are every six months. Um, and I think that there's, I mean, absolutely no problem in asking.
1: No. And I think that it. the thing to remember here is that some people will, some companies will time the reviews based on when you started. So let's say you started yeah. on the 1st of March, your pay review will come around on the 1st of March the following year. Other companies will do it on a a company-wide cycle so that they're doing everyone's in July every Mm -hmm. year. Um, Some will do six monthly, some will do 12 monthly. But the actual, my experience is also that um, while companies will try and convince you that there's no way to get money outside of the pay review cycle, that's not always entirely true. So if you're performing really, really well, You need to learn to make a case for yourself. Yes. So my very strong recommendation there is, um, and this kind of all comes down to Brittany and my motto of just being a really good, strong employee because Mm -hmm. that will just make your life so much easier. Mm -hmm. So as you're working throughout the year, um, I just like to keep a little file. um, Every time I do something where I'm like, yeah, that's something to be proud of. That's something that I've achieved. Write it down. You might end the year with like 20 achievements, right? Make sure that you're whittling that down to about 7 to 10. Mm -hmm. So you've got really, really key achievements there and you can talk about those and you can think about those kind of like in a very spontaneous way. Um, You also need to find out your market rate and you need to just be able to um, proactively, if you're in a situation where you're wanting to ask for a pay rise in between the pay review cycle, um, my strategy, and even with the pay review cycle, is to send a proactive email. So, first of all, whoever your direct manager is, just send them a note saying, hey, uh, whatever your name is, and make it a little formal, but uh, whatever the tone is in mm. your company. Um, I'd really like to uh, open a conversation about my pay, about my salary. Um, so uh, here are a couple of achievements that I'm really proud of at the moment. I'd like to think about um, a percentage increase on my salary. So specify an increase, um, and then sort of leave it to them. So you've got it in writing that they, you've sent it out, and then they can start the process. Yeah. Um, and this can take a while, but that's okay because you've done your best to start putting the putting the feelers out. I Absolutely. Think.
0: And I, I think I think this isn't stressed often enough mm. um, that a lot of times I think people are really nervous about bringing up that conversation, but a lot of managers are actually um, not only expecting it, but kind of respect it.
1: Absolutely. In a way, like
0: if you're an employee and you've been working there for like two years and you've never brought up a salary increase, you've never like done a, it. That Like a it's manager, not a,
1: it's not a confident move. It doesn't
0: look, <laughs> it doesn't look good mm. um, on you. So yeah. I think that that's another thing to remember is like, you know, it's okay to ask for it. And actually it's probably going to look like a positive thing. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think it, I kind of wish that I would have known um, when I was starting out was you really like timing is actually
1: oh, everything. Great point. Great point Brittany. Like
0: I just <laughs> can't stress it enough. Mm. Like even if you have all this pent up energy where you're like, I have been paid like much less than I deserve for a long time. And I really, you know, and you're, you, you've got all something, you know, you've written down all your stuff and you've formulated the email and you've gotten all your, like, you've just gotten all the gusto to really hit send on that email. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And then something at work happens where it's like, Something they lay off
1: your, 30 staff. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right, right. Um, I mean, layoffs, obviously, but even like something personal in your boss's life that you know about happened yeah. or whatever, There, any kind of stressful situation, it's
1: just not the right time and you yeah. won't get what you want. Yeah, pick your time. Pick your time wisely. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah. That's a great point. And, and the final thing I think is to remember that pay isn't everything. So there yes. are things that you can get from your company that might provide enormous value to you in the long run um, that aren't monetary. So things like training, uh, perks, gym memberships, bonuses, commissions, Like I realize bonuses and commissions are monetary, but like how can you, um, and I think also asking for more training budget actually reflects really well on on anyone because it just shows that you're so committed to um, becoming better professionally that you know you're willing to sacrifice a bit of money to make it happen yeah so yeah I and mean,
0: I mean like we mentioned before Tiago I mean you did ask kind of specifically like how do I know if I'm asking for too much and those kinds of things in industries we mentioned pay scale and glass door but another cool thing you can obviously do is research yourself like you know even asking people that you know that at work mm-hmm. in the same industry like how much are people making and, and you know these kinds of jobs also looking at jobs that are actually listed in mm-hmm. your area usually -hmm. they'll give you kind of a scope of what you can expect to be paid and these kinds of things like you should definitely make sure that you're being paid within a realm that Mm -hmm. is like suitable for your profession and your industry
1: yeah and I think on the whole um it's it's important to figure out where you are um not just industry-wide but sector-wide so like yeah corporates uh, enterprise, also, they always pay the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, agencies mm-hmm. often pay the least. Mm-hmm. Startups, depending on where you are and how big the startup is, you're starving. They're sort of, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. will starve to death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, my experience with even pretty large scale startups is that you will. Get paid quite a lot less than the yeah. industry average, and you'll work a lot more. So, mm-hmm. just figuring out um, what the standard is. Totally. Um, and my final piece of advice, which I always advise everyone to follow when they're starting a new job, is that if the company lowballs you and they're saying, All right, Kath, uh, Tiago. Um, we'd like to pay you $60,000 a year or 60,000 euros a year. And you know that the industry standard is like 75 or 80. um, And they don't seem to be budging, but you really want to work there. I would recommend making sure that you get it in your contract that you're having a pay review in three months time. So you say, okay, I'm willing to accept that for now show that I'm dedicated to the brand, but in three months I want to start the conversation again because I know I'm worth a lot more. Yeah. Um, And that will keep them on their toes as well. Um, It gives you a chance to sort of prove yourself and um, get them really excited about working together.
0: I think that's such a good point because there's nothing wrong with taking a job that's a little bit below what you were expecting, Mm. but with the kind of um, ambition, the ambition Mm -hmm. and yeah, exactly. And making it clear that you're expecting a
1: review quite quickly. Definitely. Yeah,
0: that's great. Oh, thanks for that question, Tiago. It was yeah.
1: excellent. I think um, everyone has questions about that, don't they, Brittany? Totally. Mm. Okay, so here's, here's a nice little letter from Anusha. Dear Penny and Brittany, I really love my current job. Like, really, really love it. I love that. That's, that's so cute. That's really sweet, yeah. <laughs> I've made this known to my manager and pretty much everyone else, but someone recently pointed out to me that doing so might put me in a weaker position come pay review time. What do you think? Should I neg my glorious employer to maybe get more money? Thanks Anusha. That money, money. emphasis was all hers yeah. by the way.
0: Actually. Yeah. Like, I mean, she put emojis for money and she I just get yeah. to say money. Oh, right. Okay. Just so we say it, you know, yeah, so she did too. Across. Um, so I, my first question is, Penny, what, I mean, I didn't know what negging was, Okay, yeah. So, so like I just explained
1: explain this to Brittany, but I'll explain it to the audience as well. So this is from, um, negging is a term from, I think, some pickup artist wrote a book, mm-hmm. and he said that if you want to pick up ladies, you have to neg them, which is basically insult them mm-hmm. and put them down so that they Cute. feel bad about themselves. <laughs> And then they settle for you, which isn't that just the truest romance, Brittany? I
0: I love being picked up like that.
1: Chivalry is not dead. (laughs) Meanwhile, me and Brittany are just like like throwing ourselves off bridges over here with that that prospect. That is so depressing. If there are any men listening, do not insult us. We all have self-esteem. Honestly. Fuck you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> if you've read that book as well, like, shame, yeah. shame on you. Yeah. And and guys have actually tried to do that to me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. no. Yeah. And I read books. Like, <laughs> don't try that on me. Absolutely. You fool.
0: Couldn't agree more. Um, okay. This is a really interesting question, Anusha. Yes. Um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because I think there's a certain sense or idea that, like, um, I don't know who's come up with this, but the thought is that if a manager knows that you like your job, you pretty much will stay for nothing. Why would they offer you more money when Mm. you're like loving what you're doing Mm. so you'll never
1: leave? This is a total urban legend. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know where people got this idea. I mean, like if you're working for a company with three people and a really inexperienced manager, maybe that's the case but my advice would be to get the fuck out of there totally. and get a new job immediately. Yes. Um, so I would, n- I would say that on the whole, you can never be too enthusiastic about how much you love your job. Totally. So the common consensus is that um, if a, an employee leaves, it costs about $20,000 to replace them. That's mm. like recruitment time, finding the right person, doing the handover, getting them up to speed and then getting back into so companies don't want to lose employees so it's really in their best interest to keep happy happy people around yes. especially if they're performing
0: yes so i think that the the actual distinction needs to be made that like just because you love your job and you and you tell everybody that and you're very you know open about it doesn't mean you can't come to your pay review and say here's why i deserve a raise
1: for sure yeah and even
0: listing the fact that you love your job you're really dedicated to it is a really good reason mm. that they should keep you on and you know make you monetarily happy absolutely right. and
1: also like the worst thing for an employer is having toxic employees exactly. who hate their job and are spent spread, spreading like really venomous kind of ideas and yeah. bitching about their manager and complaining about their colleagues. Like yes. that's the opposite situation, which you do not want. You want to get rid of those people. So, um, for a boss or for a manager, you are the ideal sort of person to have in their organization. They're going to want to keep you, which is great. Um, but I think that I'm coming back to our last question from Tiago. Um, what What is your value? So what is your yeah. performance? You need to be able to make sure that you're um, able to articulate what your, your value to the organisation is on top of the cultural stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, this is also kind of interesting because, you know, when it comes to, like, I have thought before, you know, if I'm always so, um, like, eager to take on tasks or to solve problems for my, uh, company, you know what I mean? I, am I, I'm always the one to say, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, Um, I have thought about this. I'm like, you know, that, you know, people can kind of like take advantage of you. Oh, for sure. So I think there is like a difference in like really loving your job and being open about that. And, you know, versus like actually just kind of being,
1: walked all over a hundred percent. So, yeah. And I think that the emphasis has to be on your primary function. Yeah. So whatever your role is, that has to be your primary focus. Um, but then like, yeah, I mean, what Brittany was just describing with classic unpaid labor, women are totally, I mean, it's completely established that women are more likely to complete these unpaid labor tasks within Mm -hmm. any office scenario. Um, So make sure that you're putting that into perspective. But um, I mean, like something that I used to like to do, um, especially before I worked in a role that was kind of um, all of all of my achievements are very much quantifiable these days. So um, how much money I make from the company, how quickly I close deals, all that stuff. It's very numbers driven. But if you're working in a role that isn't like that, um it's quite hard to kind of identify like what what have I achieved this year what is my value as yeah. an employee yeah so um I like to ask people who are more senior than me I'm like here is a form it's completely anonymous fill it in what do you think I did well what do you think I didn't do well what do you think I contribute here um and get them to sort of have a look at that for you because um, they might be able to identify your value a lot better than you can. I think that's quite a common thing. That's
0: a great point. Yeah, I um, I've I've done that before. Actually, I've had someone that I was uh, was on my team did that. Sent me an email at the end of the year and said, like, I'd really love your um, honest feedback when it comes to yeah, what I did well this year and what I didn't do well this year and that really yeah it was really really good Mm. um and then therefore I took that and I was like oh I'm gonna do the same thing and Mm. I I actually did it back at them so the person that was on my team was I was their kind of direct manager Mm. I you know turned the table on them which was also a really cool thing to do but I think that's a really good point is like make sure that you're yeah is as enthusiastic as you are that you're also kind of like yeah keeping things like realistic and being very um proactive when it comes to being better at your job yeah and like really actually exceed you know exceed succeeding yeah. um in a, in a real way
1: yeah and just to finish off i mean we don't have to finish off but this last line where you say should i neg my glorious employer absolutely not never, never. <laughs> Yeah,
0: absolutely. never do
1: that anybody even no. not to get more money not to Um, not if you're annoyed after you've been fired literally never just don't do it
0: and sometimes obviously it takes a little bit more um you know uh self-control self-control yeah Yeah. others depending on what situation you're in but it's just we've seen that so much with social media right people leaving a job at like some big company and then Mm. talking shit about them on social media oh yeah and it's like when I see people do that I'm like what What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst thing you could do. I
1: mean, like, I think actually there was a really great um, Twitter rant by some guy that used to work in design at Google. Yeah. And I just thought it was so interesting because I was like, I love that this person is so arrogant as to think that they are the only person who's had a bad experience at a company. I know. Especially a global company. Like, so many people have bad experiences. And he kept talking about how his dreams had been crushed. And I was like... What an entitled guy. I would never hire that person.
0: This is the thing that you're going to do is you're mm. going to make yourself really unhire, undesirable in the workplace oh, yeah. market. Is it was just thing?
1: such an emotional yeah. like, yeah, I'd love to share it with you all and find out what you think, but I won't that's mean. <laughs> it's mean to him.
0: Yeah. We um, shared That was shared on our internal Slack, wasn't it?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Really Everybody had lots that. to say
1: about that. I read the whole thing though.
0: These are, I mean, here's the thing when it comes to asking, like when it comes to pay, it's just like humans and so, it's something about like mixing humans with money. Mm. Where it's like oil and water. You know, we just like, it's a weird thing. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to bring it up, you know, whatever. And I think the biggest thing in both of these situations is like, you need to get over that. Mm. You need to realize that like, Getting paid is a part of your career. It's a part of life. And in a big way, you're not really going to get what you don't ask for.
1: Oh, no. And also, like, I, I think, Anusha, you're clearly a woman. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and women are really bad at asking about these things. They yeah. feel awkward. They don't want to do it. Take the solace that your male counterparts are almost definitely getting paid like 20 grand more than you. So let that fester in yeah. you. <laughs> let that rage just let that simmer in. Yeah. as you realize that Ryan in accounting who's incompetent is getting paid more than you and yeah. I've had this situation happen in my own career where I've I found out men on my level who are underperforming compared to my performance were getting paid up to 50,000 Australian dollars more than I was yeah for no apparent reason so honey Get angry and yeah. get even. I'm not kidding. It's it's a fucking issue.
0: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I think that, like, I mean, I brought this up earlier, but, like, an actual, like, a real thing that happened to me when I was first starting out in my career, and um, I was talking to a friend who had, you know, she had been working a little bit longer than I had. She had gone through the hiring process several times, and, um, you know, she said, make sure that you ask for what you want. Mm. Like don't, if you get an offer for a job, don't just be like, oh, I guess that's what they're offering me. So that's mm. what I'll take. That is in no way the end of the conversation. Mm. You know, and I think a lot of times people, especially early in their careers, don't like, I mean, maybe you don't have a lot to, um, you know, you don't have a lot of argument to make because you haven't actually like worked that much yet. But it's important to know that, You need to ask for these things. You need Mm. to bring up the conversation. You Mm. actually have to take the, like the onus is on you, Mm. um, you know, to be paid what you're worth and what you think you deserve. For sure. So, you know, just asking for it, like the first time I did that, or actually maybe it wasn't the first time, but some, and one time I actually did that and the person who was like basically signing me on to work there, um, actually said to me, you know, like, like great that you've negotiated with me. Cause most people actually just take the first offer that I give. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what really? Mm. Cause I, 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 you know, a friend of mine told me that I should always, you know, negotiate or not always, but she should, but she was like, always ask for what mm. you actually think you deserve. And from then on, I just did it. And it's interesting. I thought more people
1: would do it. They don't, they don't. Um, and just as a bit of a guideline, I would say that, um, on a one-year basis, mm-hmm. you can expect a five percent pay rise without doing any negotiation whatsoever. Right. Um, I think you could expect a ten percent pay rise if you did negotiate, mm-hmm. or a fifteen percent. I'd put ten to fifteen percent if you did negotiate and you really um, performed and showed your value. And like, um, I would say if you're one of the strong performers in the team. I'd say you can expect 20% if you added a new responsibility to your role. Yeah. You're not generally going to get 20% if you're just doing the same job as you did last year, unless you're like the top, 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 top performer and you're making a lot of money for the company. Um, But if you are suddenly managing a person, if you've got a new client, if there's like those kind of things, like a new thing that's changed since last year, you might expect 20%, but it's yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. And actually, it's a um big boost for sure. Uh, wouldn't 20% be nice? But... <laughs> We'd love that. We'd go on a vacate. We'd love it. Um There's several. And I actually read a really great article the other day about and, and this was by a web developer who basically was saying that she's never been promoted within a company. She's always kind of done this horizontal promotion thing, which is I, I made up that term, I think, or I read it I don't somewhere.
0: I think you made it up.
1: Um, horizontal promotion is where you essentially get more money and a higher position at a different company.
0: It's Super interesting. I mean, I've only really worked at quite small... No, I mean, that's not really true. No, no. actually, that is true. In my past, I've worked at a lot of, like, mostly, like, small agencies. Mm. So, yeah, I, I have rarely been promoted within. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's a shame, isn't it? It actually is because that's a big yeah a big part of like career growth and i mean if you want to be promoted of course mm. radical candor right oh yeah i'm listening to the um audible uh mm. Adu- the the audible of radical candor can i the, say that
1: the the audiobook
0: the audiobook <laughs> <laughs> audible the audible actually just yeah the way that you listen okay so i'm listening to the audiobook of radical candor and she talks a lot about that right the difference between uh, people who actually want to be promoted and move mm-hmm. up and oh, have the superstar more responsibility, thing. exactly. Love versus, that. Yeah, versus people who actually just want to like really own their craft and really like hone it and get to be like really. I mean, specific.
1: they're, they're a specialist in a way. Specialist, a specialist be, versus exactly. uh, this sort of. Um, career rocket people who are more generalist generally exactly generalist Super. generally oh Indeed. god Indeed. our words have been really great this evening we're just right on the ball yeah um, um
0: this has been really nice though i mean it has it's, it's it's there's so much to talk about this i feel like we're going to get a lot more
1: questions about
0: definitely play and promotion and stuff
1: because this it's is for sure something talk. we'll come back to i think yes. um and try and cover as many angles as possible because we do believe in um uh i think we both believe strongly that you could Often people, you know, kind of define their value by how much money they get paid, yeah, which yeah. isn't necessarily the way to go. But obviously, we want you to get what you think you deserve, exactly, um, and, and know all the tools and techniques to do that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Thanks so much for
0: listening. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. This
0: was a wonderful, a wonderful
1: episode. Just meeting. a delight.
0: It was just, really fun. Lovely. Um, and make sure you tune in next week if you have any questions at all. There's an email down in the description so you can send them there Um, or just find us on social media really and just ask us there.
1: And please rate, review and subscribe. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. To get us in front of some eyeballs. Yeah,
0: we'd love... We'd love some eye- eyeballs yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's
1: true. We'd love some ear, ear
0: drums. Some ear drums on the pod. Yeah. 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 No, it's really cool. We really love doing this kind of stuff. So if you guys have any questions, just send them in and have a wonderful week. Thanks.
1: Uh-huh. Bye. Bye
0: bye.